Welcome to the Knowing God Podcast. The hope of this podcast is that it would help you to know the Word of God so that you may ultimately know God. I'm your host, Andrew Rutten. All right, we are nearing the end of Colossians chapter 3. Last time we began discussing how our union with Christ impacts our work. And we discussed how God has us in places of work for a good purpose. That your work is not separate from your life with God, but that God has a design and purpose and calling for you to live out in that space of work, wherever that might be. So whether you are a student or a financial planner, a stay-at-home mom or a carpenter, wherever God has you, you are called to live in a way that honors him and others. But we then talked about a main temptation that we all have when it comes to our lives and especially our work, that we are prone to work for eye service, meaning we work different or harder or better when someone is watching. Now, why is that so wrong? Why is working harder when you know your boss is watching or finishing an assignment only when you know you have to turn it in? Why is that so bad? What are we missing in that? Well, let's read Colossians 3.23 as Paul helps us understand that question. He writes, Whatever you do, work heartily, as for the Lord and not for men. I want to start by having you consider your work environment. Again, this can be whatever you deem your work. That can be studies if you're a student. That can be your home if you're a stay-at-home mom. That can be whatever it is that you consider your work. Now, I want you to consider literally the parts of that work. So you could do that by considering your job description or or the main things that are on it. You could do this by literally just looking at your day today or yesterday and thinking about the things you did for work. Maybe you need to take a survey of the last week or two to get a realistic grasp of your work. So however that comes to mind, I just need you to consider the different aspects or parts of your work. All right, now think about our last episode. We saw how Paul encouraged people in their work to do it not merely for the human that you report to, but you do it all with a sincerity of heart for the Lord. We obey our earthly masters in work because we obey our heavenly Father. That's his main idea. But the temptation then is to slack off or take shortcuts when we think no one is watching. So I want you to think of all those different parts of your job that you were just thinking about a second ago. And I want you to ask, are there certain aspects of your job that you work really well and really hard in? Certain parts of your work that you really give yourself to? And on the flip side, are there certain aspects of your work that you tend to not care so much about? Aspects where if no one is watching you, you skip over them or you simply don't do them as well. I'm assuming you've got a couple things in mind. Well, with that, listen to Paul's first phrase of verse 23. He says, whatever you do. You catch what Paul's getting at there? He's saying that we are not to merely work for eye service. And then what he's about to say, everything that's going to come after this is in regard to 
all of your work. Whatever you do in work, even the smallest detail or the tiniest sliver of the pie in the chart of your work hours, everything, all of it, whatever you do. And you remember that's exactly what he said in chapter 3, verse 17. He said, whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. So there he was saying, all of life, whatever you do, needs to be done in the name of Jesus. And here in verse 23, he's saying that includes work. Do you believe that? That whatever you do, every phone call, every spreadsheet, every diaper change, every reading assignment, every data entry, every design drawing, he is saying there is no bounds to what he's about to say next, which is what? He says, whatever you do, now listen to what comes next, whatever you do, work heartily. I know that phrase may sound strange to some, but the phrase most literally translated is work out of soul. It's saying that all of your work should be out of your soul or your heart or the life center of who you are. Does that make sense? I think it's an interesting way to think about your work. You remember Jesus's words that out of the heart, the mouth speaks, that our words are flowing from our heart. Or he also says that when we have the spirit of God, we have living waters flowing out from inside of us. It's that place that our work should come out of. Work is not this separate, secular, physical thing to our life that is unimportant. It is not that your heart and soul and spiritual self really matter, and then there is your work. That's not how it is. It is out of the depths of you, the life center, the heart that you should be working from. Do you give that amount of weight to your work? And I'm not just talking about church ministry workers. You, in whatever work you have, is to be done out of your soul or heart. So, I think we should ask ourselves, how do we do this? How do we get work to come out of that place? Especially for many who probably don't have this viewpoint to your work already, the question you should be asking is, how do I transition to that view of work, that mentality? Well, listen to the last phrase Paul says, and I'll just read the whole verse here so we can see the flow. He said, whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord and not for men. The way that we can see all of work flowing from the depths of ourselves is when we see ourselves working for the Lord, not just for a human boss. Meaning, your studies are not ultimately for your teacher. They are to be done for the Lord. Your work at the call center is not ultimately done for your boss or your client, but for the Lord. Your sales conversations are not just to hit a quota, it's done for the Lord. Our work flows from our souls and our union with Christ because work is to be done for the Lord. So here's what I want to encourage you to do today. 
I want you to think about some of the menial, not so fun parts of your job that you tend to avoid or slack off in or that you see little value in. Okay, you got that in your mind? Now, however small that task appears, I want you to tell yourself that thing matters. And I'm saying name it specifically. You do this. Whatever's in your mind, you say that thing matters. In fact, listen to how N.T. Wright says it. The task may appear unimportant or trivial, but the person doing it is never that. And he or she has the opportunity to turn the job into an act of worship. Isn't that fascinating? That every menial task, every little part of your job, he says, is an opportunity to turn it into the worship of God. Friend, your work can be worship. Let it be the worship of God by honoring him in all that you do in your work. Friends, may God bless you and keep you. May he give you favor, grace, and peace. Peace.